Midnight music. She's a 10, but she likes pro wrestling and beer, which probably makes her a 14 anyways. We have an American blonde Claire joining us on the show to talk about those two things, beer and pro wrestling. Plus, a lot of crazy things are going on in the world of wrestling. CM Punk is back, Ronda Rousey is making his brain, and Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre went full daddy on each other. All of that and more on our very alcoholic American Blonde edition of Kings of the Rings podcast, episode 304, exclusively on WrestleMania Radio. And it starts right now. Sucks so much. Oh my Dude, god! I want to fucking talk about it. <laughs> god, it's good. Good thing we have beer and wrestling to talk about oh, this week. What I is going on, everybody? Yankees gonna fill us up again. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number three hundred and four, titled "An American Blonde," because we have an American blonde on the show. You're welcome, <laughs> Will. I am your host, King Ricky Rose, along with Willie T and the. Kay Murphy, wow, this looks like the band is finally back together. Kay's electricity works, Will's back from doing whatever the fuck was going on with you last week, and we have a guest with us. Oh, I guess, I guess it is a secret, hopefully it's not something too secretive. Anyway, folks, but before we get into anything else, let's introduce our guest who is with us this week. Somebody who I've known only for a minimal amount of maybe just a week, to be completely honest with you, but so enamored by her wrestling acumen and more enamored by the fact that she is a social media beer influencer. Let me got, let me introduce you guys, everybody, to our guest, the American Blonde, known as Claire. Claire, how are you? Oh, I'm so excited for this. That was a great introduction. That was A1. Fabulous, fabulous. <laughs> Well, it's very pleasure. excited. Yes, you should be very excited. It's very, it's a pleasure to have you. We're going to get into everything that we're that we're going to get to know you a lot more um, about your love of wrestling and more importantly your love of beer because obviously we all love beer, whether it's alcoholic or non-alcoholic. But first, let's do another round of check. Willie T, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Busy as always. Only went by the code name uh, once. That's a once. I thought that was a why. That is, that is a once. Yeah, no. Code name. It was a pledge name, bruh. Come on now. I was I'm trying to Harris, keep that secret for Thomas, you. A-R-A-S-H-U-K. Same thing for me that's going on the past few weeks, you know. Same shit, different yeah. day. Right, Kay Murphy? Right, right, right. Um... It's been a busy fucking week. Um, I'm the Kay Murphy. I use they, them pronouns. T-H-E-K-A-E Murphy, all that fun stuff. And I'm about to be 31, and I'm very excited about it. Yes, your birthday is this weekend. Yes. Yes. So before this we get in... quick. It did go quick. A lot of things have happened in, like, oh, half a month. <laughs> a Literally. Yeah, Yankees are no longer the best team in baseball. Yeah, well, that happened in July. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's been pretty slim pickings for Yanks. And, you know, wrestling's very exciting uh, again. But let's talk about the most exciting thing that we have to talk about on the show. And that is our guest, the American Blonde, uh, Claire, who gave us this lovely picture. I don't even know what beer that's in your hand right now in this photo that you that's, sent me. That's Flower Power from Ithaca Brewing. That was, that was me on Easter. <laughs> that was my Easter beer <laughs> choice. <laughs> nice. Did you bring that to church, too? 
No, we don't find Easter eggs. We find beer around the yard. It makes that's it much awesome. more exciting when you're an adult. Wow. God. Wow, that's amazing. I want to be part of this family. <laughs> so, so much. And so you are a brand new, you're a brand spanking new guest on our show. You're our first new guest uh, in a very, very long time, I believe. So, uh, Will, what is the time for then? It's time for the motherfucking first guest game. First guest game. Oh, yeah. This, the, yeah. These, these are the questions. That felt good. These are the questions <laughs> that we ask all of our first guests. So... Question number one. Claire, are you ready? Yeah, I'm nervous, how, but I'm ready. How, how did you get into wrestling? I got into wrestling um, through an ex, actually. And you know how, like, when you go into a relationship, you build up all these new hobbies? I don't think those hobbies need to end after a breakup. I think you can still be into those things. You learn something and you keep going with it. I became an Islanders fan because an ex in high school, and I am still follow the team really well to this day. So I'm going to stick with wrestling. All right. There you go. That works. All yeah. right. Question number two. You're doing great. Who is the, your favorite wrestler of all time and your favorite wrestler currently? I would say they're both the same. So right now, and I guess of all time, because I only got into wrestling in the past year, is Tony Storm. And only because we both have the same hair. We both have the blonde with the black underneath. And I think that's just like, I don't know, I love it. Also, she's just like a total badass. And I really liked her more than everyone else. Um, I didn't really that's like... Great. Yeah, I think she's fantastic. She's on tonight. But um, yeah, like everyone that I like started watching wrestling with because I got my friends into it too. They really liked Britt Baker and like Ruby Soho. And I just didn't connect with them. I was a I was a Tony Storm girl. Yeah, Tony, it's it's when it's Tony time. Tony gets going. I'm also a big fan mm-hmm. of Tony Storm. What's interesting, wrestling in the past year. So was it WWE or AEW? AEW is was like my main folks. Yeah. Amazing. <clears throat> That's really cool. That is really interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to imagine myself like, God, oh, he's getting to wrestling now and I wasn't watching WWE. Mm-hmm. That's pretty Yeah, bonkers. so I didn't know really anything about either. So then I got really into AEW first and then a little bit about WWE. Um, but I went to Grand Slam last year and then I went to the show in May at UBS. So, and then a couple beer people invited me to go to Grand Slam coming up in September. So I might be at that as well. I am most likely going to be at Grand Slam. I haven't figured out my plans yet for Grand Slam, but I was also at Grand Slam last year with Will. And what a time! I went to both UBS shows. Yes, the first one you went with me. You, you and me went. You and yes. me went to the first one, and then my and partner Kavita. and I went. And Kavita and my partner and I went to the second one. Yes. So like, I will not miss an AEW event around here. Yeah. So I, I have a question for you, Claire. Yes. Um, so what? You, you've been watching wrestling for a relatively short amount of time compared to the rest of us, obviously. But what intrigues you more about AEW than WWE? What, what, what brings you more towards AEW than WWE? I, I'm, so I uh, studied, like, events and all that management in college. And just, like, the little things, like, the way the, like, the music plays or the light show or the way the camera action is, I feel like is different in AEW. And I feel like it's more focused on like the little details of the personalities rather than how WWE is more like grand picture of things. I don't know if that makes any sense, but from no, like an analytical, from like an analytical side of like the background of events, just the way it, the broadcast is done and just the way um, the staging is done is different on AEW. And I feel like it's much more shown to like the micro of a personality where WWE, I feel like is more commercialized of the personality. Thank you. That makes sense. I think you're the first person ever to say that 
AEW's production is better. Like from know, the because I, I, I at least at I, least at least in a form of liking it more. Okay. I would say so. I also I work in influencer marketing, so I am very specialized in like the personality of a production value rather than like yeah. I guess maybe the light show and the fireworks might be better in another series, but how they showcase a character is different. And that's something that like I'm more attracted to is like the value of a character and the personality and how that's showcased. That's very interesting. Cause like my, me coming from production background as well, I'm more interested in how it looks and how it sounds and how it's presented, like the overall picture as opposed to like, like, and like Bobby Lashley, for example, right. The way the camera shot and the way the pyro is and the, uh, the 3d and 4d animations. And the spotlight on him. And the spotlight. He just looks (laughs) like, he only looks like a million bucks. It's just I don't I don't think AEW could make him look as good as WWE goes with, with all the bells and whistles. But that's 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 a whole like you said like the was it the macros the big one that that's the yeah, macro macros, picture of all the, the together. Level. Whereas you know, but then do you feel like to t- that character you're as connected and know like you see them more as a friend or you see them more as a celebrity? I feel like that's the difference in how mm. it's like showcased. So you're more friends with Danhausen. <laughs> like but it's like are you uh, he's a celebrity no no I do I, I do like, get that no yeah. I'm, I'm saying that he, he looks larger than life for sure so definitely celebrity mythical being he's gonna murder me and my family without thinking twice about it then, <laughs> and then sign my corpse like yeah like that's yeah no definitely lar- larger than life whereas yeah I, I could see a little more personal side um, yeah to AW yeah, no. if Tony Stone walks out it's like yeah, I know that girl yeah, yeah, it, it makes it makes sense because um, we've said before WWE has always been ever since the dawn of its existence during even during the Vince McMahon era, which is so weird to say. Um, it's, what do you mean, what do you mean even <laughs> since it's always been the Vince McMahon era until like yesterday. But, <laughs> but yeah, but really? even then, but even then, like it's always been about the grand, the the spectacle. WWE is always how always about a spectacle yeah, sure. and things being larger than life, which made them so marketable to so many people. And uh, even though, and Cody Rhodes is a perfect example. Cody Rhodes, you, you felt like you knew Cody Rhodes. Um, in AEW, and the person that he was, and you hated and him for to, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, well. that's true. And then he goes to WWE, and he gets put on this massive stage, and he looks like the biggest superstar in the world. And you love him for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 just, it's just those little nuances between WWE and AEW where it's basically like like Claire said, it's a personal preference. Yeah. Do you do you like the big grand spectacle? Or do you like the more personal type feel? Yeah, oh, I love it. It's very interesting. Yeah. and I've never heard anyone say anything like that before. But AEW, but I respect you. You are a first, and I love that insight that you had about the about the show about the shows in and of itself. All right. So ne- next question. Uh, okay. Which is always the same answer. How did you find us, Kings of Rings podcast? Um, so I don't think this is going to be the same answer as everyone else, I guess. No, 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 it is the same answer. It it's me. It's, it's the exact same right. answer. You met, you met Ricky in person on Twitter, one or the other. Oh, yeah. Yep. I was at, uh, <laughs> we met him in person. He had like a WrestleMania shirt on. So I just went and sat down with him because I went to a cornhole event in Long Beach and I got kicked out very easily. I, you know, didn't make it on in the tournament. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to go make some friends. She didn't get kicked out of a bar. She just I lost just asked, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, Why can't do it dirty like that? <laughs> got kicked out of the tournament. Right. Yeah. So, right, so, so here's, and he was running it. So I was like, I'm going to go over. I'm going to make a friend. And get free drinks. Oh, yeah. Ricky, because Ricky, no, no. Ricky likes to give away free drinks. Fun, fun that fact for everybody out there. 
Listen, listen, listen. That was only during my bar promoting days. I am running a very, very family-friendly cornhole event these days. Oh, in that case, free okay. mozzarella sticks. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> the, event, the event is already all you can drink, so there was no, there was no, no. no going up from there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, no, it was it was funny because I was running the cornhole and I'm sitting by myself just making sure that everything's going well. And then all of a sudden, Claire just decides to plop right down across the table from me. And she's like, no one's speaking to you right now? I'm like, no. <laughs> and she's like, hi, I'm Claire, blah, blah, blah. And just start going. Like, I like a WrestleMania straight on. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I do a wrestling box. like, oh, my God, I like wrestling. I like more AEW, by the way, and just going and going and going. And when I was like, you should be on the show. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, I'd love to. So, Literally then, how it happens every time. Yep. <laughs> Easy peasy. All right, so now now we get the hard question. Okay. Is it is it a hard question? I think so. Uh-huh. It's hard for me to answer. If you okay. if you were a wrestler, what what would your finisher be? Also known as what's your finisher, bitch? Well, you got to go into the whole story now. I got to go into a whole thing. So yeah, because this I... this sounds like she's got this one. Okay, so I have a blog and I write a lot about beer, but I also write about whatever is on my mind. So I decided if I was a wrestler, I wrote my whole persona, I wrote my moves, I wrote what I'd wear, the whole thing. So my name would be Connie Flip because I'm a big thrifter. It's like all I do. So it's short for consignment thrift. And my thing is I only wear people's uniforms that they had previously lost in. So like if I'm going up against someone, I'm wearing something that they just lost like a championship match in to like psych them out. So I'm like kind of good, kind of evil. But it's like, how would you feel if you like if you went and got like dumped in some T-shirt and then someone shows up in that T-shirt? You're going to be sad. So like that's my move. And then flip because it's I do a backflip off the top rope. That's my finisher. But it's a whole Connie flip. That's like my whole that's my whole like persona. That's a good drag name, too, actually. (laughs) I think so. It's, it works for so many levels. I swear, Kay, you will find anything in the world to relate dragon to drag. No, dragon wrestling are really similar, and you just don't understand. I I probably will never understand. I'm not going to lie. Know, Kay, I've been to a wrestling show and a drag show, and I've had a way more fun at one. I'm not going to tell you which one. <laughs> I say all the time that I think wrestling is very comparable to like a Broadway show because there's there's ghosts. It's theater to it. I think yeah. it's very comparable. Drag is. Drag is an art form. Yeah. And wrestling is also an art form. Like they're very similar, very, you know, even bound to like costuming. Like ice sculpture yeah, is also an art form. I wouldn't consider that anything near wrestling or drag. <laughs> well, this is a performance. It's performance yes. art. Yeah. I think it's very similar. And especially like the music, people come out, everyone stands up and sings it together. It's like the opening yeah. scene of a show. Ricky gets a wig thrown on him. <laughs> oh my god I totally forgot about that you know, was like, oh, that, that, was the, that was the highlight of New Orleans <laughs> <laughs> was it? I thought it was the, the impromptu Elias concert I don't know dude there's a lot of highlights also Dave waking this up for Access was a highlight as well that was a highlight yeah the, so one, in, the one in sobriety so many highlights I can't wait to go waiting back waking up for drunks yeah alright right, so I'll, I'll tell the drag story for, for Claire's significance I feel like I've told this before on Never Pass but I'll, I'll, I'll tell it's a great fucking story. It's a great story. So 
we are having Will and I got down for WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans, and Will and I are there before our friend Dave shows up like a day or so later. So we've already had a ball. I had a friend from high school who lived down there who worked on a bar off of Bourbon Street. Instead of going to the place where we were staying, we went straight to the bar for a couple of hours. We couldn't check then, in. Because <laughs> we couldn't check in. Okay. <laughs> so we went straight to the bar. Then we checked in. Then we then we chilled out for a little bit, got some food, you know, surveyed the landscape of the area. And then we were like, let's go to Bourbon Street. So we go to Bourbon Street. We were having a crazy time. This is towards the end of the night. After we had seen, like, a live student impromptu performance at one of the bars. After we met, like, a relative of, like, Road Dog or something like that. Um... We the, we ran into these random people like oh you want to go to this gay bar with us we we're like okay it's like the end of the night we don't give a no, shit they specifically said drag bar not gay bar they specifically said, they specifically bar? said drag bar okay I might so have, I go- might have thought twice about a gay bar but drag bar sign <laughs> me up <laughs> <laughs> so we go to this drag bar and they're putting on a drag show. We're just chilling or whatever, and it's like some drag performance, like last day there before they like moved to Chicago, so they're going all out there to final performance, and person throws their wig up in the air at like the, the finale, and it just lands in my hand. Like I have a drink in my right, and now somebody's wig in my left hand. Yeah, it pretty much landed perfectly <laughs> on your head like it was magic. <laughs> yeah. And I think the begin having. Was there another wig under it, or were they just ball capping it? Oh, ball capping. Ball cap. Yeah. Oh. Ball capping. Yeah. No, no, no. Those are expensive. <laughs> it's not the move. Yeah. They eventually got the wig at some point, but I was like, oh, wow, this is what – what a first night in New Orleans. Dude, so many single ladies there. You're too, making me, me you. so excited to go to New Orleans next year. I will tell you an even more like fun story. So yeah. we're going for like my best friend's bachelorette party. So Did I ever tell you the other story, Kay, about what happened that same night? I don't think so. Okay, so the same night we first get into Bourbon Street, and to our left is a country bar, which is some, which is a bar that I would probably never go into. Yeah, usually. Oh but yeah, a, I remember this. But yeah, there was a mechanical too. bull, and I was like, "Will, oh we're hell going. yeah, we're watching. <laughs> yeah, we're watching. Yeah, we're watching." And so there's these obviously there's these shot girls. Um, that are going around and selling you like obviously the weakest little drinks or whatever. And I'm wearing a vintage. I'm wearing. I'm in all black because I'm fucking from New York. Um, and I'm wearing a vintage Monday Night Raw shirt on. So this, this yeah. So this semi-attractive uh, shop girl comes around and talks to us and she's like blah 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 and she sees my shirt and says Monday Night Raw hot I was like yeah I'm here for Wrestlemania blah 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 her reaction is Thursday night takes shots out of my tits and I have never gotten rid of $60 so quickly <laughs> yes <laughs> oh, ma'am <laughs> what a I was story. like I was like you win I have no comeback to that you Take we'll take whatever you need. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Brownie Sold. face. <laughs> and then instant smiley face. <laughs> yes. I was so happy to part with that money on the first night. I'm not gonna lie. All right, do we have one more question, Will, for yes, the most important oh. and final question of the first guest game. Are you team slack or are you team fuck you slack? Answer instinctively, please. We're talking about like like work wise, like what our t- company, like what my company. Sure. No, 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 can, no, no. I mean, no, no, that's always fuck Slack. No, Slack is a human being. <laughs> yeah, <Slack. laughs> kind of. It's it's a long story. 
He's he's Canadian. I'll tell you that. We're not supposed to answer questions. You're supposed to answer. You're supposed to. You're supposed to answer. <laughs> yeah. I I love Slack. How dare wow. you? Wow. Wow. I honestly, work, I work honestly, Slack would love you too. So I hate. I know we're talking about the program now. I hate Slack. Slack channels are the bane of my existence, and the sound I just it haunts my dreams. Oh, I don't have the noise on. Ugh, you can turn. I didn't even know you can turn that off. <laughs> Microsoft Teams, big fan of Microsoft Teams because Microsoft teams, teams doesn't have the bells no, and fuck, whistles. Fuck teams, like fuck if, teams. If you're, oh, stop if, it. if you're selling me a business like in office communications chat app between all coworkers, do not add, do not add emojis, gifts, or anything silly. Just, just text. Just AOL. Teams has Teams has emojis. Teams does have emojis. They have a lot, actually. Well, thank God yeah, that my fun. work uses them. <laughs> yeah, I work, I work fully remote, and we use emojis constantly. We react with emojis, the whole thing. And I don't even have emojis on my phone. I'm like very much anti-emoji. Ever like, I got my first iPhone or my first phone. I was like 14 or 15. Have I've never had emojis. I refuse to do it. I use it every day in Slack. Throw emojis on everything. <laughs> professional Slack. I'm a professional emoji user. That's the only time I use them. Wow. Okay. Let's let's talk a little bit more about your profession in particular. So you are what you what you told me when we first met about a week ago. About a week ago. Um, oh. <laughs> Should I do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, you're a social media beer influencer. That's what I do. Yeah. That's like my yeah. side hustle for fun. Yeah. That's. <laughs> yeah. So so can you tell our audience how you got into such a creative profession. Okay, well, you know how I got into wrestling from a boy? Craft beer also from a boy. <laughs> so I was... <laughs> um, I was wow, the probably... Connie flip thing really is your person. Like, it is you to a, to the umpteenth degree. Thank like, you. you've Thank gotten you. it. You have figured out your persona. Um, <laughs> I was probably 19 or 20, and my fate could only get me into, like, one bar in my hometown, and a guy that I went to high school with that I had a crush on... And we were talking, he could get me into the bar and, and they only had craft beer. It was a craft beer bar. So I got really into it. And then I'd always post it. And that was before like you were, you could do anything on social media. So people were like, oh, you can't post beer. You're not going to get into college or, oh, you can't do that. Like, you're not, not going to get into college. college. You know what I mean? Yes. Like people used to say like, oh, you post, oh, no red cup picks. You're not going to get into whatever. Sorority. Oh, yeah. So not I was like, lie, all right, whatever. But I was like, all right, screw that. I'll just make a separate account. And like, no one will know. So I made it and then I started to like post about all the beers and people seemed to like it. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll just keep doing it. And now I like work at a brewery. I had a professional career at a brewery for a while. Um, I was doing sales, another brewery, I was doing events, like got really into it. Um, yeah, I just love it. And I like the community around it a lot. Obviously I don't drink as much as I used to. Um, I drink more for just like the taste rather than like to get wasted, but I love it. Cheers, I love a good beer. Hell yeah, beer crew. All I, all I drink is beer. Last we're in New Orleans, I might have had some tequila here and there. No, in New Orleans, New Orleans, you can get the uh, the really big beers. They have the forty ounce. No, is it forty ounces? I don't know. They have the giant ones. I have one upstairs, like in my room, and you can bring it home. And it has a handle and a big straw, and then the top, like the little circle, is a coin slot. So when you take it home, it's for quarters. That's you have to bring wow. it to the airport, though. You have to like walk to the airport with it because it's not going to fit your bag. <laughs> Listen, it's a badge of honor at that point. Yeah, so it's like you gotta. Do you have the pride, or are you just gonna walk through? Like I just walked through the airport, and I was like, "This is coming home with me." 
<laughs> Absolutely. My God, so beer influencer. So what brewery did you work at? Uh, I worked at Flagship Brewery on Staten Island in sales uh, for a little bit after college. Then I worked at Great South, Bo- Great South Bay Brewery and Ghost Brewing in Bayshore. I did events and I social media South for them. Bay. Yeah, they're awesome. Ghost, I think, is so great. Paul is their head brewer. He does, like, such a phenomenal job. Um, and then now I work at Secatog in West Islip as, like, I bartend on the side because I have mm-hmm. a full time now at home. But, yeah, I love it. I couldn't stay away from the beer community. So, like, I have a full-time career, but I was like, I need to I need to start bartending again. Like, I just love it mm-hmm. so much. Okay, so here's, here's my last question before we actually get into the week in wrestling as Tampa Bay just scored again on the Yankees. Oh, um, don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> Yandy Diaz, you piece of shit. See? Um, <laughs> but of all the beers you've had, and I'm, I'm assuming you've had a fair amount of beers, list off maybe your top five favorite beers that you've ever drank. Or your, top five go-to, or your top five go-tos. My go-to, if, if I'm in the city... Um, First of all, DBA in the East Village, one of my favorite beer bars ever. I love them. Uh, Brian and Jeff are the bartenders, just like phenomenal beer, phenomenal staff. They select great stuff. Um, mm. But if every like random bar, like just around, they'll usually have Strawberry Letter from Duclaw. That's always a favorite, always easy, drinkable go-to. Um, mm-hmm. Or Purple Haze by Abita, which is a Oh, uh, Purple Haze is my that's shit. That's a great beer. Yeah. And that's just like yes. a solid go-to, like every time, every day, kind of it gets you through. You know, you're going to have a it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite beer of all time was like a one-off from Courtyard Brewing in Louisiana. And it was a 12% marshmallow beer. It was just like the one of the best things I've ever had in my life. And it tasted like it was a 4%. It was so light, but like it got you drunk like after one. So it was like, a all right, you only need one. 12% marshmallow beer. And I, I like great. tweet at them and I DM them all the time. And I'm like, I need you to make it. I need you to send it to me. But they're so small that they're like, we can't just ship you beer. Cause like, that's illegal to do certain <laughs> things. And like, they're like, we can't just redo this. I beg for it. I love them. Every time someone asks me, I'm like, it's a beer that I've had once and I'll never have again. And it'll be my favorite forever. Nice. So I know before we started the show that you um you were drinking Stone Cold's Broken Skull IPA, the original one. Yes. <laughs> and so um Fred's was one of our Canadian friends who's on the chat right now, has never had Broken Skull's uh, IPA. So what would your you want my notes? What, you want my tasting yeah, notes? What would your review be of, of Stone Cold's Broken Skull IPA? So it's fairly light. It's a six point seven percent IPA, but honestly it takes more like a four or five percent it's fairly light um it has a little bit of citrusy to it very weedy um it tastes more like a pale ale than an ipa honestly like i'm not getting super bitter but it is citrusy and fairly light i like it well there you go that's that's your review of broken skull ipa which i enjoy the beer myself i had it for the first time like two or so years ago i've, and I've I was never like, had it i could fuck with it never had i it. wish they made a non-alcoholic one i want to try it so bad it's real. Well, we're gonna have to. I know they have it out. There's a, there's a, uh, there's a, like a a beer like a, a beer place right down the block from my apartment. If you're ever around, will. Do I want the loggers? I want his logger. The logger. I do want to try the. I do want to try the American logger myself as well. I'm very excited for that. All right. So we've learned a lot about the American blonde, uh, Connie Flip, aka Claire. So let's get into some crazy stuff in wrestling. Obviously, we're going to start with Claire's favorite, AEW. So, Claire, how religious, how religiously do you watch AEW? Is it like an every Wednesday thing? Like, are we taking you away from AEW right now? 
I was, I was, so I haven't been watching it every week. I was going to watch it tonight only because Tony Storm tonight. Um, usually, so I'm like a weekday warrior. I go out because I work from home. So I go out most weekdays, but I watch everything on Twitter. Like I keep up with everything on Twitter. Okay. Fair. Yeah. So do we, <laughs> for the most part. So do we. And to Kay's, uh, Kay's behest last week, no one told them that CM Punk came back. Yeah, Mr. Fretz is the only one that told me. Mr. Fretz. Mr. Fretz told me on Facebook. So thank you, Mr. Fretz. <laughs> Fuck yes. the rest of you. So but now, I love you all. Yeah. <laughs> so so now, Will and we have a situation now where the best thing to have, the best thing for AEW just happened. You have still a Red Hot CM Punk coming back, and he was gone for a good amount of time, which is good. You have John Moxley, who's been running pretty good as the interim champion, and now we're going to come to a head. Yep. All out, baby. Punk wins the, the belt back, and then, yeah. Yeah, boom. Banana, 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 <laughs> MJF's going to come back, baby. You think so? I hope so. I'll lose my shit. I want it. I love him. At All Out, MJF comes back and takes that belt right off Punk immediately. I am obviously CM Punk's number one fan, but I want that. I think MJF should take the belt from Punk. MJF should have had the belt years ago. Um, I agree. CM Punk came back. I was like, oh, yeah. You you, you in this company. I oh, yeah. AEW's been very whelming for me lately. Same. Like Lionheart okay. came back and we didn't have the right music. I was very upset. <laughs> they played they play his ECW music instead of the uh, All My Life music, hey? I was so upset. That is that is I very was, upsetting. I was really upset. I was looking forward to that fucking song and it didn't happen. Yeah, so Claire, as a uh, as an AEW fan, who do you prefer in this? Do you, do you prefer the Mox or CM Punk? CM Punk. Also, I... For a full, like, I guess a year, I didn't realize it was cult of personality. I thought it was total personality, and that's how I was singing it. And no one corrected me. Like, I was like out <laughs> things, and no one corrected me. And I would just sing, and I was like, total personality, and no one said anything. And I just, and then I saw something on like Twitter, wherever I was, and I was like, no one wants to tell me. And I was like, we don't want to hurt your feelings. And I'm like, I was wrong. Like, I was just simply wrong. But yeah, I'm, I would say CM Punk in this one. <laughs> That's what we All need. Right. That's what we need to hear. <laughs> that's what we need to fucking hear. <laughs> it's a goddamn crime we didn't. <laughs> and Jericho didn't do the come on, baby, yo! Like in the sure. audience going ah, like none of it. We none deserve of it, dude. that. None of it. That wasn't lying hard. That was a fucking imposter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, CM Punk's uh, back. Cool. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to actually see what the matchup is. It's going to be a big weekend because it's also the same weekend as Clash at the Castle, which we're Is expecting. it really? Yes, it is. Fun. All of it's Labor Day weekend. Oh, so I'm, we're gonna, I'm going to Nashville. <laughs> so I'm not, not going to watch any of it. <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be a huge weekend. I'm interested to see where this goes, especially with, you know, Mox is healthy and he's sober. Um, you, have, you have two straight edge guys going for the title, which is really crazy because that wouldn't have happened that's a couple great. years ago. Wouldn't happen a couple of years ago, especially with the way that John Moxley was living his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was actually pretty, pretty flipping crazy. Uh, so good for AEW. I'm interested. I just need them to stop coming up with these dumbass uh, names for like every other Wednesday. Like, well, yes, Quake at the lake. Quake at the lake. Quake at the lake. I think it was a summer camp. 
<laughs> Wait, I, I, so I obviously am very new to like the scene and I've just been seeing this stuff on Twitter and I was like confused if that was normal to name every single week because I thought it no. was a little extra. No, it was I, very I, extra. I thought it was like a little much. <laughs> yeah. I think you could maybe extra. do one or two named events a quarter. Dude, watch. Yeah, next... and then make it a yearly occurrence and have it be like a yeah. big night sort of thing. Yeah, once a Apparently, quarter would be good. they're on like Battle of the Belts 4 already, but they started that <laughs> last year. So they just do, and I think three of them were this year. Dude, just wait, Kay. Next week, it's going to be AEW Presents in your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> no, in it's your gotta apartment, be... beware of cat. No, no, no. Well, it's got to be an intimate setting because they don't do the they don't do the mic they don't do the macro in your studio. In your basement. In your mom's basement, fucking nerd. <laughs> Night two. Oh my god, it would be in um, you know, what's his name? Trent's mom's Sue's basement. Yeah, it would. In your yeah. in Sue's mom's in Sue's basement, minivan mayhem. <laughs> Every match happens on the top of a minivan. Yeah, yeah, it'd be it'd be crazy in your condo. Nice, yeah. There we have we have some jokes. It's a quan called Quake by the Lake, Quiver by the River, which would have been a by the river, baby, or Queef by the Reef, even better. Queef <laughs> by the Reef. I, 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 see, I see Star You're Star done. Star by the Reef. <laughs> oh, show message. There it is. Oh man! All right, so let's move on to the stuff. So let's get on to, to the SmackDown scene, which I know this isn't your your bit of a jam, uh, Claire. But we're we're gonna we're gonna rush through this. We don't have much besides the craziness that's going on in wrestling. We have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Gunther, main event SmackDown. It was so good. Would you say it was meat slapping majesty? I would say it was meat slapping majesty. Uh, I got that one here somewhere. Yeah, you gotta pull you got gotta it? pull yeah, pull the soundbite for Claire, please. Meat slapping majesty. Listen, he left marks uh Shinsuke left marks on Gunther. It was and great. Gun- and Gunther it was left my favorite marks on Shinsuke. Oh yeah, it's great. It's it's getting pretty wild, and I like that there's a more focus on the Intercontinental title and the U.S. title to boot now that Roman's doing the Brock Lesnar treatment. Yeah, they made it seem important for the first time in a long time. But the pack, the video package was excellent. Listen, man, Triple H loves his video packages. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, really baby! Re- That's what WWE's good at. Yeah, yes, they do. <laughs> Yes, they are. All right, let's move on. Uh, Hit Row is back. We did talk about that a little bit on the pre-show, but yeah. thank God, yeah. I'm so happy. Well, they were they were unrightfully let go, anyways. They they were, but it's like even this pose, this picture right here, like Swerve's missing. It's like Swerve was Swerve was never an original member of of uh, Hit Row. He was added later. No, he was the founder of Hit Row. No, he was. No, he wasn't. They've come out and said Swerve was never the original was never an original member. I don't believe that. He was packaged as made it seem like it, but I mean this this like this pose right here, it looks like Mm -hmm. they're still doing the pose of waiting for Swerve. I don't know, just I'm just like I was like, oh hey girl came back. I don't think it needs Swerve. I don't think they ever needed Swerve. I think I think Swerve was added because he is Swerve. Swerve, Swerve, Swerve. Yeah, I think it's Honestly, I think it'll be good for them to not have Swerve so they can actually, like, thrive genuinely and not have his influence. Yeah, it's like, uh, to pull it to a, to an Islander reference, it's like when Tavares is on the Islanders. 
everybody everybody focused on John Tavares, and that motherfucker left. I'm like, oh wow, the the rest of the Islanders are good as well, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what that's, happened. That's now I get it. Now now I'm caught up to speed. On what's going there on here? Go, see. There you go. Got to got to put got to bring the worlds together. Yeah. So. So yeah, but I was right. I popped for Hit Row. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, wow, Triple H really does not give a fuck. And he's like, I'm bringing back everybody. Triple H has become like the the giant father of of his NXT children. You know, Keith Lee's got to be like, man, <laughs> I should have been a fucking bear cat for six months. <laughs> Literally. Oh my god, yeah. Oh wow! Wow, Saquon said Hit Rose the Jackson Five without MJ. Yeah, wow. and how'd that go? Hot take. Hot take. Well, it's like it's like NSYNC without Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's I I think they will be okay. I like I like their uniqueness more so than anything else. Not nada, which is actually top dollar. Not, not, not nada. nada, which is just means who's hotter yes. than top dollar, not nada, not nada, but that just means who's hotter than top dollar, yes. Where's nada's nada's always been nothing, so not, not yeah, nada, so, nobody, so not nothing, which not, is not as a double so, negative, so yeah, so who's hotter than top dollar, something. Well, if that's, that's what in, not nada means, all right, all right, as the resident black person here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if I can educate the unwashed masses of YouTube. Hey, hey, um, hey, hey, I've been invited to the cookout, Ricky, right? That counts for something. <laughs> you, you, had one, you had one invite. Okay. Actually, I got one two. Invite. I got two, the first one I couldn't make. <laughs> I had white people things to do. <laughs> oh, my God. He's using African-American vernacular English or slang. And, 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 gotcha. Yeah, in that term, he means nobody's hotter than me. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's your. That's There you go. There you go. You're learning. Good job. Will. Oh, well, I, even, I hate even Mr. YLP is like, Will got an invite to the cookout. I did. I did. I did. I got invited to the cookout. And honestly, it was one of the best. Honestly, it was a year ago, two weeks ago. It was one of the best days of my life. Dude, the chicken Wait, was. was Jared? It was Jared? It was Jared's 29th it was birthday. Jared. And the cooking, the chicken was out of this world. <laughs> Let me guess, because it had seasoning? Probably. It's on the grill. It's on the grill. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Ronda Rousey's back. She's making it rain, and she's actually been packaged better than ever. Thank fucking God. They're allowing her to be who she is, which is just a really big, giant bitch. Dude, how, yeah. how did so many people just come out to the ringside, and no one took any of the money? <laughs> like not Shayna, not Liv, not even the security guards. They're just jobbers who are getting paid the two hundred dollars. <laughs> go grab some, go grab some fake money. All right, make a name for yourself. I was like, do you think it's actual money? No, it's, it's like it's, so- prop, no. it's prop money. It's prop money. Yeah, it looks real. It looks really real to me from the naked eye. Yeah, no, fr- from it's a fr- good from prop afar, money. I've actually, I've actually worked with prop money before. I had a money gun. Uh, yeah. From afar, it looks legit, but you touch it, you're like, this is nowhere near money. Like, what the doesn't, fuck is this? This doesn't have enough cocaine on it. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Is this clean money? Our money's a lot dirtier than this. Do better props. Oh, my God. I like What I liked more about this in particular, okay, because I know you didn't watch SmackDown. Was I that? did. Oh, you did? I, didn't. I did. I thought this week's was last week's. Fair enough. So I thought so, I was behind, but I only missed Raw. 
So what did you think about the little bit of a setup between Shayna and Rhonda? I want it so bad. I want I it so like bad. It. I want Shayna to beat the shit out of Ronda Rousey. Yeah, Shayna well, Baszler going, you don't do this around till you follow the rules. I'm like, the bitch, what you just say? Like, that was unbelievable I was to like, me. Do you know who you are? <laughs> And I think that's and I think that that's one, exactly that one, that what Rhonda was saying. Yeah, Rhonda was like, you used to be a killer. Yeah. And I was like, yes, we're gonna bring out killing Shayna back. And you know who's gonna dive before it? Liv Morgan. Dude, I love how it's still yeah. cooking Liv Morgan like she's not the champion. <laughs> Claire, do you know who Ronda Rousey is? What do you know of Ronda Rousey? I was gonna say Ronda Rousey, I like a lot. Um I think she's like a total kick-ass. I like that she doesn't really, like she is her true self. It's not like she's playing a character or anything like that. Um, I also just like that she's a mother and like totally like bounce back amazingly fast and just like got back in the ring and just like kicks ass. Like I just, she's fantastic. Yeah. Have you, have you seen, do you know who Becky Lynch is? Yes. Okay. Because yeah, like they're the two biggest moms right now in WWE. Like, just fresh out of having kids, and now they're just back to kicking everybody's ass. Yep. Which is just, like, unbelievable. Well, Becky's on the shelf again because she separated her shoulder at yeah. SummerSlam, but it, it, it is what it is. But, yeah, no, Ronda, Ronda's a total badass. Ronda's somebody I would never piss off in person. I would. Oh, no. Fuck yeah, I would. <laughs> Beat me up, girl. <laughs> yeah, I'm good on that. Just don't punch me in the face. Like, put me in the arm bar, scissor choke, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you want to be Dominic Mysterio to Rhea? Yes. Gotcha. Do- what? Dominic's lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not going to cover that. All right, so, Kay, this is this is only something you can see in the picture, but just Kevin Owens, this is on Raw, by the way. Kevin Owens just came out to cut a promo. Drew, cuts a, well, Drew came out to cut a promo. Kevin, Mike Jackson. And Kevin Owens pretty much says, I want to get prize. I want to bring back prize fighter Kevin Owens. Wow. Says it verbatim, yeah. That's come about it. <laughs> I support it. And I don't remember what he said to Drew, but Drew lost it. <laughs> what, really? what did he say to Drew? That's a good question. I don't remember. I just remember Drew losing his mind. Yeah, he said something about prize fighting. I literally just watched like an hour ago too, and I don't remember. There, there's clips of well, there's clips of the end of what Drew said, um, and everybody making fun because like he said things that Vince McMahon would probably like be be fucking losing his mind over. Yeah, Drew is just like <laughs> I was a chosen one fucking fifteen, 15 years, years ago. Fifteen years ago, yeah. <laughs> he is like I got fired. They called me back. <laughs> I was like. Fact, fact, fact. <laughs> beat Rome, beat Brock in the main event. Carry, uh, oh, you know what? It was like, um, it, I think it might have been, Carrie Owens might have made Owens, but like a, a back injury or something. Oh, okay. I think he was pissed that, um, he was pissed, sorry, that he was, um, he was being overlooked or something like that. I think yeah. that's, I think that's the nerve that he hit, but he went, he took that Scottish anger and just unleashed like I've oh, never yeah. seen before. Do I really, yeah. do, I really don't like Drew McIntyre's promos, but because he's he's like a little too like haha, like jokey. Like come on, now we're gonna go have fun. <laughs> it's just, but it's like it's like bro, like you're supposed to, like 
Ron just go, I remember you when you were a killer. And I'm like, yeah, Drew. I remember, yeah. <laughs> you too, bro. I remember when you were a killer. Now you're just like, I got a, I got a fist, a graveyard, or a hospital. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God, who, did Vince, is Vince still writing your promos? Like, well, they just, yeah, uh, I feel like they took away it. his sword. Thank the God. Was, his promo work was honestly the most that he was like, that's why he was demoted for being dad is because his promos are just like, Bad. It's like, who are you, bro? I couldn't stand listening to him. It wasn't worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he he. Well, he he's back in the daddy ranks now. I'll have to send you the clip when we get to the post show. But he literally said to end his promo, he goes, "I'm a wrestler. You're a wrestler. We're two wrestlers in a wrestling ring. So let's fucking wrestle." He didn't say fucking wrestle, but he pretty much said, "Let's wrestle." He he should (laughs) have. It's like take a shot every time he says wrestle. That was a lot. Yeah, but he was never allowed to say that before WWE. Oh, okay. WWE being the spectacle that it is. The sports entertainers. We're sports entertainers, and so they, they had a lot of branded words that they could say and words that they could not say. They'll say title, under, Oh, he said hospital. He didn't say medical facility. He said hospital? He did say hospital. Did he? Ah, wow. He got three options. He got knockout, a trip to the hospital, or a trip to the graveyard. Ooh, got him. Ooh, good one, Drew. <laughs> yeah, he said hospital. It's supposed, wow. supposed to be medical facility. Yeah. Well, it was. And so, but yeah. So him saying wrestling, was, you know, so many times in a row was very... Somebody that probably felt them. great. Yeah. I was saying, it probably felt good. I didn't know there were certain words that were banned, I guess. Yeah, you couldn't say belt. You had to say title because you wear a belt. And only Vince is allowed to say the N-word. Okay. Yeah, that's it. That, 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 yeah. that was a weird time. <laughs> that was a weird, weird time. If you stick with us, Claire, we will teach you a lot about the history of wrestling, all the good and all of the bad. <laughs> I know. I know we're doing wrestling this week. I'm curious if, are you bringing up the wedding? Are we going to talk about the wedding? Wait, what wedding? Who's wedding? Sammy, the Spanish what? God, and Tay Conti? Oh, uh, whatever. Whatever. whatever wedding. Okay. Come on! Whatever. You know, what, I'm tired of Sammy. No, and the wedding. Wedding. What do you got, Claire? What do you used to work in bridal, so I like was very invested in a wedding, and also I just really like the the romance between like how like a romance in real life also builds a storyline. Mm-hmm. I'm just like invested in that kind of situation from behind the scenes, like how someone can switch from good to evil or whatever it is based on like who they're dating. And then now they form like a tag team based on certain things. I just think it kind of is fascinating how personal life can flood over. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I just wanted to talk like I loved her dress. I thought the whole thing was great. The proposal <laughs> in Paris, like I was just invested in the whole relationship. Well, it, Claire. It happened so quick too. It happened so t- quick. So quick. It was like less than a year, right? It's a I think months. eight months. Because he was engaged before. I mean, Japan. He, was, he was already in a mindset to get married, so I guess. That's I know. <laughs> I know. He was engaged to Pam in October, and I think he started dating Ty in, like, January, December or January. Yeah, and then they were engaged fairly quick. the rumors starting around Christmas. Yeah. They put that wedding together real quick. Yeah. I know, and they, like, blurred out the date in some tweets, but then, like, didn't in others, and I was like, I don't understand. Like, everyone's going to know when you get married. But, yeah. Yeah, so... I bet you how drunk Tony Khan got at that open bar. Oh, <laughs> hammered. Hammered. I paid for it, might as well. <laughs> 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 well, if you are so interested about how sometimes reality bleeds into... Um, 
into the show, we're first going to have to start off with something known as the McMahon-Helmsley era in wrestling. Okay, let's hear it. And the story of how Triple H became the head of WWE by marrying, by dating and marrying the boss's daughter, which was originally supposed to be storyline, and then it turned into a real thing. Oh, so it was storyline first? Yeah, yes. he, he, uh, so he mm-hmm. drugged Stephanie McMahon. In storyline. In storyline. Okay, I was like, where's the clarification on that one? Uh, in brought, her, brought her to a drive through wedding in Vegas, mm-hmm. impersonated her voice, mm-hmm. and got married. Yep. And then because they, like, filmed that, they, like, got close and started dating? Is yeah, something they, like that? They, they, they became, like, a team. Like a she mansion for and a while. Triple H was, they worked. They worked together. They and traveled Triple together. H was they dating China too. And Triple H was dating China in real life first, and, and then I left China for Stephanie McMahon. Wow. I mean, hey, who can yeah. blame him, right? Listen, China was a looker. I would. I would leave China. She was. I would leave China for Stephanie McMahon every single How day. How dare you? I mean, I agree. I mean, I I agree with you in 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 that aspect, but. We gotta give China her props. You don't know about China, do you, Claire? No, I don't. But I know Stephanie. We're gonna. All right, we're, there's a lot. We gotta. We're, we're gonna. We're gonna throw a lot. We're gonna throw like Dark Side of the Ring, the whole documentary. Okay. <laughs> your way. I'll. I'll watch it. I'll do homework. China is one of the greatest women's wrestlers who's ever lived. Okay. Yeah. I so, okay. It. So. So we'll 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 talk about China really quickly before we move on. So, um, Claire, do you know how when there's like a group of wrestlers together and they're like a faction, there's always somebody who's known as like the heavy, the enforced, like the Wardlow. Wardlow was like a bodyguard essentially for a very, very long time. Well, China back in the nineties broke that barrier because she was a female bodyguard for an all male faction. She okay. was the she was essentially the it. heavy. And she would fuck dudes up. I love it. <laughs> she she would, beat a man for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, she was the first woman to win a male, oh, oh historically male-dominated title. Oh, they put them up against each other too. It wasn't just like sidelines. Yeah, no, she wrestled. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, she she a oh she was a genre-defining part. Like she she essentially became for Wally in the late nineties a pop culture icon. She I, she she posed on Playboy. It's like the like the was it Will was it like the long the hottest song in Playboy like ever at the time? No, that was definitely Sable. Are you sure? A thousand percent. I don't know who was the Sable. China one was a big deal. I remember when the China one came out. I my I had a friend, her older brother, like went to great lengths to try to get this Playboy <laughs> without their dad finding out. I like just googled a picture of her, and she was born in Rochester. She's a New York girl. Yes, she is. Love that. Oh, by the way, um, Chato's Playboy did outsell uh, Sables. That's unbelievable. Yeah, by 200,000 copies, by the way. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. So, so yeah. She we're, a sex tape with X-Pac. Listen, she did. we all have our down period. Yeah. <laughs> China's all right. Just the rep. China's no longer alive because she overdosed. She had some demons that she had to deal with. Um, it's it a can pr- arguably be stemmed by Triple H leaving her for Stephanie McMahon and her spiraling into substance abuse and then getting fired from WWE. Her substance abuse issues were actually prior to her joining WWE, so they were longstanding. Yeah, okay. it came out. Of, it came out of the AMD doc, A&E documentary about DX. Uh, China's mom is on the show. 
mm-hmm. is on the special. So she talks about that. So her her long-standing issue, she had issues before that. And I believe from what her mom said, it stems from her uh, addiction-ridden and alcoholic father. That'll do it. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, her wait, China and Prince died on the same day. Taquan, where do you what? know this knowledge? I gotta, give, I gotta give that a goog. Like, what? Wow, April no 17th, way. 2016. Dude, she kind of like Sarah Silver in this picture. Who, China? Yeah, April, actually, April 17th, 2016. Prince. When did Prince die? April 21st, 2016, you fucking oh, liar. Whoa, you whoa, liar, whoa. Taquan. You scared us, Taquan. They're like a week apart, <laughs> loser. <laughs> it's, it's the first time Taquan's been wrong about one thing. And just, I believe yeah. you, though. <laughs> okay, let's move on to some other stuff in wrestling. Um, obviously, AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley fought for the U.S. title. Will, can you believe it's the first time they've ever wrestled each other? I know, they were both in... Ever? That they weren't in TNA at the same time. No, they were never in the same company at the same time for that long. They so, yeah. just missed each other. They always just missed each other. Yeah. Uh, what a match. They need, yeah, what a, they need another one. I want another one from them. I really do need a number, another one from them because they did, they did... What a match. What a great match. But obviously, we still have crazy-ass Dexter Loomis who is still gone unexplained. What do you about, do? About what he's doing. He, Dexter Loomis, attacks the announced team. Interesting. So, well, you, did, did, they, did they, they didn't cut that on Hulu Raw, did they? Uh, I didn't get that far into Raw. I didn't finish so it. Dex, I don't know. So, Dexter hops the barricade and goes he after. Was, who, uh, Dexter wasn't there last week, put it that way. But probably not. Yeah, so I don't know the angle they're going to get, but the Dexter literally jumped the barricade and tried to attack the announce team, and they just not they are not addressing it, which is brilliant, <laughs> but it's also like it it makes you it makes you want to have them address it in some way, shape, or form, which is the perfect part of the story. It'd be a lot cooler if he like, no one knew who he was. Like, a lot of people don't know who he is, right? But. But like WWE is saying, it's Dexter Lumis, it's Dexter Lumis, it's Dexter Lumis. What is he doing? So like, what is this leading to? I mean, I love it. I don't know, dude. Maybe he's just gonna just do like stencil art again. Yeah, just to fill you in, Claire, as well. Dexter Lumis is a character that was created on WWE's uh, essentially their minor leagues called NXT. Um, and Dexter Lumis is a mute. He doesn't speak really. Okay. He's a mute, he's pale, and he has he he has eyes like a serial killer. He's a great mustache. <laughs> and a great mustache. Fuck great qualities, great qualities, man. Eyes <laughs> like a serial killer, really, 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 really tight one cut on the sides. Um got married yeah. on NXT. Got married. He's he doesn't he doesn't walk into the ring, he slithers into the ring like he he walks on his knuckles. It's really weird, but like it's him. You and, get and used it to it. And surprisingly, very good artist. Like fantastic. Not, not surprising at all. <laughs> do they do promos with him and he just doesn't speak? They just post pass the microphone and just nothing? So a lot of the time when he's done promos, he just shows you pictures. That is oh. true. <laughs> <laughs> it's even better. 
And so he was originally fired a couple of months ago. And so when he got fired, he went to Twitter and he had drawn a picture of like Vince McMahon and Triple H and like gave a thumbs up to the to the camera as, as his way of saying thank you. Oh, right. <laughs> always in character. Yeah, he's always in character, which is really crazy because like I think before he started showing up on Raw again, he was on NWA TV. As uh, I forgot. Was, was he talking uh, there? I don't know actually. But he was. Uh, he was have under. You guys ever heard was his he, voice? Was he Samuel Shaw? Once. He was Samuel Shaw. Yeah, he was. Yeah, a, that was he, his, that was his TNA name. Yeah, I think he talked once during his wedding. I think right. He said, "I do." He he said, "I do." I feel like you remember in Orange Is New Black, there's like the character that never ever speaks. Yes, I was in the city once, like passing, and I passed her. She was on the phone, and I like freaked out because I'd never heard the voice before. And it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You like make up. It's like when you're reading a book, what you think someone would sound like, and then you actually see them, whatever it is in person. You're like, oh my god, that's what you sound like. I feel like, but I would need to know. I would need to know what they sound like. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that. Oh my god, it's the Dexter thing is really interesting. I want to see where they go. I want to see because like they have all the they have all the ingredients to bring back the way. Well. God, they really I, do. I, I don't know if I want that. Do you why? Do you don't want it on the main? Or do you want to keep it down in like NXT? I, I like I like theory what he's doing right now. Main eventing with Dot, which is what he needs to get himself over as performer. Yeah. I think he's doing good right. I think he's doing good work right now. He's in the right spot. Yeah. <clears throat> he, he is he is in the right spot. So that's pretty much all we have for the show today. But before we end our show, obviously, we are going to do our future socks. Our future sock segment, Claire, is where we try to predict a future part of wrestling, like what might happen um, in the future for some subject matter. And our future shock that we're dealing with is Will's favorite person to talk about, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And I don't know. How do we we'll... have another thing about him? No, there's nothing, but I just wanted to do this because Will's on the Thank show God. now. Because um, we talked about this last week, okay? and Will, I don't know if you were updated on the Vincent Men news, but they found more Yeah, two more payments. people. You know, $12 yeah. million. Dollars. Yeah, so the total of, and to fill you in, Claire, Vincent Mann is no longer a member of WWE's. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the CEO and founder, but he, he has officially retired under the scandals that he was using money uh, to pay off women that he was having affairs with. The money has, but this is also typical Vince McMahon, um, which everybody kind of knew, but the fact of the matter is we didn't know if he was using company funds to pay these women off. And, Will, I don't know if you heard, if you read what WWE released last week in particular, but it sounds like they found he was using corporate money. Oh, you're fucked. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And according to Mr. YLP, they found five million more today. So, to my account, that is upwards of twenty-five million dollars in non-disclosure agreements. Jesus Christ! Oh my God! That pussy <laughs> must have been incredible. <laughs> well, there are multiple women. I was like, going to say like was it was one or multiple. The, the, the comic stands. <laughs> um. So, what's the question? My question. My question is. How much more money are I gonna find? Oh God, I don't want to know, dude. Don't tell me. <laughs> I don't want to know, dude. I don't want this man. I, I love this man. He is he is mm. everything about wrestling. That is just the greatest thing yeah, about he is, wrestling. He is the godfather of modern day wrestling. The way we see wrestling today, AEW included, is based off of the ideas that Vince McMahon did, and we can't and no one can take that away from him. 
Oh, in that case, yeah, dude, he a thousand percent deserves to lose his job. He a thousand percent deserves to get fired. He should not be in charge of his company anymore. Because yeah. dude, you can't just be using corporate funds for that. Like that. Because the only, the only reason Schoenker I say that. Job. Yeah, the only reason I say that is because the way that they worded, they're saying that they found this money and Vince McMahon are like, we have the money, or they said, or Vince McMahon will have to pay it to us. So that insinuates that he was using funds from somewhere. Yeah, because if it's using his own personal money, there's no need to pay the company back. If he's using company funds. But yeah, they're mean, alluding that he, was, I mean, he has in, to pay the company back. In reality, I don't think WWE is going to sue Vince McMahon. No, because I don't think so. Yeah, what, what's Stephanie's going to sue her dad, please? Um, God. However, if this happened in the past three years, two years, with all those releases, some people could probably have a, try and make a case for a wrongful termination, such because of the budget cuts. It's like, oh. The quote-unquote budget cuts, yeah. Yeah, the quote-unquote budget cuts. It's like, oh, so you just fired me so you could pay off you can pay this fucking hua, right? Like, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. But like, that's gonna be very, very, very hard to prove in court. But I could, I could see someone like, I could see someone trying to sue, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I think, I think the more people that come back, the more it looks bad on Vince. Oh, oh, for sure. Oh, that's interesting. Why me you say that? Because think about all the people that we that they said that were terminated because of budget cuts, Hit Row being one of them, and you know Dexter Loomis being another one, and Dakota Kai being one of them, and we had and we believed it for a while, even though they were having record profits. Well, yeah, that was because of, that was of the pandemic. They're opening up again, you know, uh, yeah. the cost of going on the road, which is all very very valid, but also we don't know when these payments were made. This is also a true. Lot of them yes, were like in the early two thousands, you know, when Vince's dick still worked. <clears throat> <laughs> Listen, he's 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 a genetic jackhammer, as he used to call himself. I mean, I'm sure his dick still works Balls over time. The size of grapefruits, and they only get bigger as you get older, as yeah. everybody knows. Uh, yeah, don't want to know. Uh, oh, it's called the attitude error. It's there's a there's a lot you have to learn. <laughs> it's a lot you missed yeah. <laughs> from the '90s '90s wrestling. The late '90s wrestling is really entertaining for all the wrong reasons. '97 to 2001, baby, the glory days of wrestling. <laughs> 97 yes. is when I was born. Yes. 97? So... Really? <laughs> I'm no longer the baby of the podcast, guys. I was born in Finally. Yeah, congratulations. Well, you moved up a rank in the total poll. Getting old, baby. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah, there was, a, there was a porn star in wrestling. Well, that's his character was a porn star. He was great. Val Venus, man. Val Venus, yeah. Hello, ladies. That was, that was just... Tagline. Yeah. Also the I Black Panthers were there too. They weren't the Black Panthers. It was yeah, the, they were the Black Panthers. Panthers. No, they were not the Black Panthers. The Dude, Black Panthers frankly looked like Fred Hampton. <laughs> no, he did not. They're totally different skin tones. Um, and the Black Panthers got more done socially than the Nation Domination. Yeah, you're right. no, Fred Hampton was darker. You're right. Yeah, tons darker. Did you not see Judas on the Black Messiah? Great. I did. Movie. Phenomenal movie. Yeah. Same haircut like though. I agree with you on that. Different, different, <laughs> different philosophies on life, though. Yeah. Ruth wanted a title belt. <laughs> Fred Hampton wanted equality. <laughs> Do you also see where Seth Rollins steals his visionary revolutionary yeah, that, line? That does piss me off, though. Me, me too, a little bit. It's like, I'm like, it's really, like dude? Seth, Colby, 
Colby, Colby, come on now. I'm calling you Colby. I'm calling you by your, by your, your God-given name. I know you saw the movie. I know you're technically a Lopez. You're kind of minority. But you're also from fucking Iowa. All yeah. right? You're, come on you're now. Stretch, you're stretching there, Seth. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you are not a revolutionary. <laughs> you're not a visionary. You're, you're a bad some dresser. dude who grew corn. <laughs> You might as well take it. I'll build it and you'll come. How about that would be better? <laughs> wow. Okay. So everybody in the comments is talking about all the crazy stuff that happened um, in wrestling Chubby, during Chubby the time. Yes, yeah, so we almost chopped somebody's dick off. We almost chopped the porn star's dick off on TV. That was great. Um, Giving birth to a hand. <laughs> we gave birth train, to a hand. Right. To uh, we had. There was a character known as the Godfather, where he was a pimp, and he would come out with a line of scantily clad women in every okay. city they went to, and it was called the Ho Train. And I'll tell you, it was one of the most entertaining parts of the show every fucking week to see how many women he would come out with. Some of those women became wrestlers. Like I, had, you know. I had him sign my pimp book. He did. I forget who wrote. I forget the actual pimp who wrote the book. Iceberg Slim. Iceberg Slim. I literally, I literally bought that book because Dave Chappelle told us to. It's a good read. That's a phenomenal read. He, has had a, he had a very interesting life. That man, that pimp, that pimp ass motherfucker. Yeah, uh, Beaver Cleavage was a really weird segment. That's a. That's a scent beaver cleavage. I don't know if that's a name or what that is, but it was right. about leave it to beaver. It was supposed okay. to be mocking leave it to beaver, but beaver was obsessed with his mom's cleavage and beaver cleavage. All right. <laughs> Dude, this is the things we got away with on TV. And then don't even talk about Degeneration X or the NWL. That's a whole nother yeah. story. Yeah. Do back when TV was fun? <laughs> There was a Judy Bagwell on a forklift match in WCW. There was a Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. There was Viagra on a pole match. There was Viagra on a pole match, too. <laughs> I know Claire's looking at us like, why the fuck do you guys still watch this? <laughs> no, I'm like, I, I'm just crazy. You guys remember, like, all of these crazy things that have happened. Oh, I don't. The people in the comments are remembering it. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Yes, we also uh, had uh, a, a cattle prod. We had a cattle prod. We had Big Show's funeral, which is uh, ironically sad and funny at the same we time. Had Big Show's dad funeral and a former cop, like chaining the coffin and driving away on a pickup truck. Big Show, who's a, a legitimate giant, running after it, diving on the casket and missing and falling off. No, wasn't he dragged on the casket for a while? He might have been dragged in the casket for a while. Then we had the Katie Vick situation where Triple H... Vick fuck a corpse in a cane mask. Yeah, that was a weird one. That was, that uh, was a uh, weird one. Vince McMahon died via his limo blowing up. And then came back to life the next week. Yeah, because Chris yep. Benoit. Because yeah. Chris Benoit, yeah. yeah. What, like, if you guys could just imagine the craziest match, like, what would you come up with? Oh, us? Hell of a Cell 98, uh, Undertaker McFoley. Easy. Do you want to see somebody willingly be thrown 20 feet to their death? Twice. Almost to their death. Twice. <laughs> That's it. He's dead. The, the, the best call J J Jerry Lawler ever had, other than puppies. Yeah. That's it. But, he's dead. Yeah, the commenter said, That's it. He's dead on, on pay per view on TV. Pay -per -view. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like if you want to know why we like wrestling or why we think it's the craziest thing in the world, it's that we'll we'll show people that match. That's it. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hallisaw 98 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania from the Igloo, I believe. David, if you had to come up with your own fun, crazy, out-of-this-box match, what would you pitch? What would you, you know? done it already, I think. Um, oh, I had from- a dance not too long ago. It was like a... It was like a Michael Cole versus Ricardo Rodriguez, like the, the like the uh, the 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 claim to Pat McAfee or something like that. <laughs> I, forget, I forget what my match, my stipulation was. Okay, that's a legitimate question. Um, They've done a lot of. That's a good question. What, I don't what know. would my stipulation be? Like, what haven't they done? Yeah, I. It's they did hard. an inferno match. They lit the ring ropes on fire, and the yeah. way to win was you had to light your opponent on fire. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to pin. You don't have to, you have to light your opponent on fire. That's how you win. That's insane. They had a yeah. they had a take your eye out match with the winner to take the opponent's <laughs> eye out. Yeah, an eye for an eye match. <laughs> have uh, they done anything with like fishing poles? No, or, like we, hooks. Ooh, no. We did have thumbtacks. Thumbtacks are a popular. Oh, one. that's they mm-hmm. had shark cages. <laughs> Remember the kettle from hell match was a total disaster. They fought in the boiler room. <laughs> the boiler room brawl. Can you uh, imagine doing Legos? Like the whole is just all Legos, the whole floor, and you're barefoot. Honestly, I don't know. They've done I don't Legos. Know why no one's Lego matches Legos. are. No, they, they, I they, like instead Lego of thumbtacks, WWE use Legos for the past few years. Oh, I think man. that's so funny. <laughs> um, we have what are other match? What are other fucking wild matches? The coffin match. Uh, oh, the buried alive match. You're gonna bury your buried opponent alive. alive. You have to bury your opponent alive. <laughs> uh, or put scary. somebody. That one would actually. That one, I'd, I'd be like, I, I can't do it. Or a casket match where you have to lock them in a casket, oh, and that's Fretz, how. It, that's I feel like I could be one. locked in a casket and I couldn't be buried alive. Although, Fretz, a flaming cage wouldn't work because the audience literally couldn't see anything. And you'd probably kill some people in the front row with all the flames. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> flaming cage melts. Any sort of death match from um, from CZW is always pretty wild. Oh, uh, I got it. My stipulation would be. It would just be uh, a battle royal with all the insane clown posse. (laughs) (laughs) And just because. That's my match. Um, What would my match, that's a great question. What would my extreme match be? Um... Oh, just because they've probably never done it before and it would just be really ridiculous. Um... I'm also thinking of Saw 10 coming out. We're like, you have to leave with the limb of your opponent. Saw 10. <laughs> You're not gonna oh lie. My that, actually, that actually sounds like something that would happen. <laughs> the, writer, the writers are taking notes right now. Well, ironically enough, there was a wrestler who had a prosthetic leg. Who is who's, who's wrestler, Will? Oh, Zach Gowan. Yeah, Zach Gowan, and he wrestled in WWE, and they used to take his leg from him all the time and beat him with him. Mad Dog was Sean, too. He had a fake leg. Did he? Yeah, and they uh, towards the end of his life, and uh, uh, Dinger Shawn Michaels match, I think it was Sid Vicious. Like oh, oh, wow. Breaking news from AEW, the ass boys turned on, turned on their dad and joined Stokely's faction. Listen, I'm a big fan of Stokely Halfway, even when he was Malcolm Bivens. I love that man. I, like, don't give a fuck about the ass boys at all. No one does. Um, I think they're entertaining. James Ellsworth also happened. What? 
No, no, what? no. Like just just in wrestling Ooh. in general. Okay, James Ellsworth happened. You can't comment, say that. Comment that. Listen, you don't have a picture with him like Will does. Hell yeah, I do. Picture with Ellsworth. I got. No, I got PayPal. I got PayPal if you want it. <laughs> no, I don't. I want to send him some cash? Or you should request a match. You should you should request James Ellsworth twenty dollars. This is for winning money in the bank, you asshole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they punted a fake baby on TV too. That was also a thing. They did do that. It wasn't his fault. <laughs> yeah, they punted a fake baby. There's a lot of weird stuff. They had, they had sex. I had a live sex scene on television. Oh yes, Edge's live sex. Celebration. I saw that on Twitter, like recently. It was like resurfaced on Twitter. Yeah, yeah Lita, Lita popped a nipple. Oh, it's because Edge is returning to Toronto to do a match for the first time in ten years. Yeah. So. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of weird stuff, but my my siblings are probably taking a limb. Okay, we don't know what's your what's your most extreme match stipulation that you would do. I don't know, honestly. Um, yeah, drown your I, opponent in a pool of milk. <laughs> um, I would like there to be um, lightsaber on a pole match in Hell in the Cell. All right. They had a hog pen match. Did a hog pen. We've had a uh, Punjabi prison Roma. match. Punjabi prison match. Strap match. Strap match. Dog four collar corner, matches. Dog collar, four corners match. Um, They're all essentially the same exact thing that we just said in different iterations. Lions then match they haven't done in a while because that's when UFC was barbaric. Mm. Tables, has has uh, oh, D&D ever taken a tooth? No, but that would make her character much more interesting because Britt Baker is really boring to me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but if she like, if she, I yeah, I think she's really overrated and overhyped. But could like, has she ever taken? Oh my a god, tooth? you are a wrestling fan. You're good. You're you're learning. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't. I don't know why. I I just. I, even She's when I mad. first like first episode, we like were watching it, and I was like, I don't know, something about her just seems like overplayed. I'm not into it. <laughs> You have you have a good wrestling mind then already. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Britt Baker started taking people's teeth. I'd be like, oh yeah, that's a bad bitch right there. You but yeah, pull, that... a pulled tooth match. You only win if you knock out your opponent's teeth. Yeah, I like it. Tooth versus tooth match. Yeah, that could be her signature match. I like that. Mm. All right. All right, so let's get the show on the road. We are we are done, 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 done. But first and foremost, before we get to the post show, are you staying for our post show, Claire? Um, I have actual like career work to do tonight, so I don't think I'm able to stay for the post Fair. show. <laughs> Fair enough, but we do want to get you some time to talk about to obviously promote your stuff and your brand and everything, and also to thank you for being on the show. I think I speak for everybody when I say you're awesome and we have to bring you back on the show a lot more often, especially because we have to educate you on everything you missed since you were born. Oh. <laughs> and before that. And before that. So it's, it's going to be a lot. We're going to have to dedicate episodes to teaching you um, about different parts of wrestling history. Listen, I would love that. I love to learn about it. I think it's so much fun. And obviously, yeah, I don't have all the knowledge, but I'm willing to pick it up as I go. I think that's something we can do is make like every like four or so episodes or four or five or every 10 episodes, whatever we decide to do. We'll just dedicate an episode to teaching you about something that happened in wrestling. 
Hey, and I'm sure you have some listeners that aren't as well versed as you guys too. So it'll be like an educational, maybe like little Claire's Corner, and it's just teaching me what's going on. Oh, that's what we'll call it, Claire's Corner, and we'll just that's make it a cute. running series. <laughs> I love it. Or if all else was, I also also have this comic book, which is really good. It's a comic book called the Hist- Comic Book History of Professional Wrestling, but it's actually fucking accurate <laughs> about everything that went on. And it covers everything. Even when, oh, that's right. The Undertaker did sacrifice Steve Austin at one time. Sorry about that. I just remembered that. That did happen. <laughs> he sacrificed Stevie, tried to sacrifice Stephanie. Where to Stephanie? That's a great one. Um, it's a great one-liner. But yeah, so before we start going off on another tangent, uh, please, the floor is yours, Claire. You can promote anything you want. Where can they find you? All that hot stuff. Go right ahead. Okay. Um, so once again, hi, I'm Claire. I go by American Mondale. You can find me on Instagram by at American Mondale, Twitter, Abba Tweetin, um, TikTok, American.blonde.ale. And I have a website, Make Every Day Happy. I post blogs uh, two or three times a week. I post TikToks all the time. I just have a ton of fun, beer, beyond thrifting, everything under the sun. And now wrestling. Going to get more into it as I go. But And thank you so much for having me. But follow me and uh, we'll stay tuned online. Yes, it says I. It was it was a pleasure that you you know took the initiative to kind of just randomly up and talk to me. But I think it worked out the best for everybody. So we're definitely we definitely love to have you back on. So without further ado, let's hit that music. Let's get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Kings of the Rings podcast episode number 304 and American Blonde because we had an American Blonde named Claire who loves beer and pro wrestling and became our new wrestling podcast child because we're going to teach Claire the history. The Yankees probably did something. Well, I'm sorry. We're going to teach Claire the history of pro wrestling called Claire's Corner. Look for that in the next, I don't know, 10 or so episodes, but before we get to any of that, we obviously have next week coming up and all that fun stuff. But before we get to all of that, obviously, I am King Ricky Rose. You can find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets, B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs. Find Kings of the Rings podcast at K-O-T-R underscore podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Like, share, subscribe. Leave us five-star reviews wherever you watch us or listen to us. That really helps us get more followers, um, and it really helps the algorithm out. Uh, if you're listening to us, obviously, subscribe by listening on your favorite podcast podcast site to so by subscribing to wrestle addict radio the cure for the common wrestling podcast and follow wrestle addict radio's social media at addict underscore wrestle on twitter and wrestle addict radio on facebook and instagram and tiktok as well again once again claire thank you for being on the show it's been a great time we can't wait to have you on but before we end the show end the show and tony time is coming on thank you fritz well what do you got for me Bro, I, got a, I got somebody a fucking b the other day I don't know if it was a B or what the fuck it was. It was on my ankle. It was on the bone of my ankle. I'm sorry. Yeah, it fucking itches. It's annoying. Although my friend put CBD like cream on it, and it felt better immediately. So that shit was magic. <laughs> but all my shit can be found. Will Tarashek. Talk with Tarashek. It's Tizen Thomas. A R A S H U K. I have my cousin on this week. Uh, we had a lot of fun talking there. Uh, next week, I have a musician on talking about her new single. She's covering a song from Def Leppard. Check out for that, coming out, coming out this Friday. And the following week is Dr. Phil Riccobono, former MLB scout, the first guest on the Talk My Tashik podcast. So that's gonna be very, nice. very fun. Uh, Ricky, um, 
Christian comes back next week, 25th. So the following week, we can schedule to get you on there as well. Labor so Day be fun. weekend, probably like Labor Day, which is like after Labor Monday, Day, which will be all... Actually, it'll be the week out. So the week, week, week of the 12th, September 12th. We'll do it that week. Okay, that works for so, me. We'll figure it out. Kay Murphy. Hello. Um, <laughs> I need to figure out what to eat for dinner. So that will be the topic of conversation on the post show. Of course it um, is. It is my birthday in a few days. So you happy can wish birthday. me a happy birthday across, thank you, across all social media at the K Murphy, T H E K A E Murphy. Let's yes. get to that post show. Yes, we will get to that post show. So when we come back, folks, uh, next week, we will obviously uh, be talking about all the random things going on in wrestling, wherever Dexter Lubbers is going to attack again, wherever CM Punk is going to stay healthy to face John Moxley in a couple of weeks, <laughs> and how Clash of the Castle and all those other builds are doing. And we're also going to see if Kay Murphy has any more daddies to add to the Daddy Madness or March Madness or whatever the fuck we're going to call it when that time comes. So until then, folks goodbye good night thank you claire for being on the show cheers to you claire and last but certainly not least fuck you slack yeah asshole fuck you yeah see you later folks